There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. We are in Psalm 119 today. We'll be in verses 113 down through verse 120, maybe a little bit further. And this is Samak. And as we look at the Word of God here, I'd like to just thank each of you for listening, and uh, they gave us some statistics, and I didn't fully understand uh, all of the statistics they had given us, but I looked at a few things online. I'll just share with you, because I know many of you have taken a vested interest in this podcast. There are some that have supported it financially. Many of you pray. Many of you listen. Many of you have children that tune in for for, uh, different uh, Sunday school, different homeschool, different uh, chapel services. Last year... Uh, We published five episodes a week, 258 episodes of the podcast. Now, what's interesting to me, at least personally, is that we are in the top, we're in the top 35% of all bus route podcasts. And that's kind of a good number Uh, for me personally. I never imagined would be in the top 35%, but some people I realize have five, six people that listen to podcasts. Some are trying to be big shots and we're not being big shots. Uh, We're just trying to mind the Lord. And primarily, our listeners were in Pennsylvania and New York, where we've had listeners in 19 different countries, and how we thank the Lord for that. We had over 100 downloads in Canada, 30 in United Kingdom, over 20 downloads in the Russian Federation, amongst others. And uh, we had many, many different podcasts. We had over 13,000 downloads were were downloaded from the podcast. And the top podcast is Testimony of Stephen Asquith. And so more people tuned in to listen to what God had done in Stephen's life than any other podcast we had published last year. And so we're not boasting. My goodness, we're not boasting. There are people out there that have millions of listeners to their podcast, but we rejoice in that. And we thank the Lord for uh, those that have tuned in, those that are downloading. I know we've added some frequent listeners in Virginia, added some frequent listeners here in Pennsylvania, and recently added some frequent listeners in Massachusetts. And we see those folks listening. We thank God for that. We pray it's a help. We pray it's a blessing. And so just pray for the podcast. Pray it will continue into this year. Uh, the Lord will continue to give us the strength and the time to have the podcast. And I know I personally recorded over 150 different podcasts um, of those 258 that were uploaded. And so it, 150 times of preaching online. And the Lord has touched my throat. I've had any throat problems now for a couple of weeks. So thank you all for praying. Pray the Lord to continue in his goodness and allowing us to do the podcast. Just wanted to update you on this year's statistics and uh, what a blessing that is to us. Psalm 119, verse 113, as we get closer to the end of this great psalm, he said, I hate vain thoughts. That's that carnal mind, the emptiness, the shallowness, but thy law do I love. And again, that mind's not subject to the law of God, but we can love the law of God. How do you love the law of God? With your heart. And so it's not a matter of our thinking, it's a matter of the heart. Uh, I don't tell my wife I love her with my mind. 
Uh, I tell her I love her with my heart, and I try to keep my mind focused on that love, and try to keep my mind in tune with that love. And with, with my heart, I want to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. And so, therefore, to love him, I have to have my heart in subjection, my mind in subjection, my soul, and then he said my body. And that's no coincidence, because when we look at this Psalm 119, all four of those things show up here. It's a matter of the, a love affair of the heart. It's a matter of a love affair of our mind, a love affair of our, absolutely, our mind is our thinking there. And it's a matter of our body. It's a matter of our flesh, a matter of our soul, the very depths. And when we love him with everything we have, listen, we won't have trouble being carnal. We won't have trouble being fleshly. But it's a problem with the love affair. We have a love affair with the world, a love affair with the flesh, love affair with the devil, the things of the world. In verse 114, he said, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Another one of these places, two great statements in there. One little verse, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. We talked in earlier podcasts, the shield and the buckler. One is defensive, one is offensive. Here, he's simply talking about the defensive. What is the defensive? Thou art my hiding place. Uh, no one can find me when I'm hidden with God and my shield. And by the way, our lives are hid with God in Christ. He tells us that. And so for anything to get to us, it has to come through Jesus Christ. Those which are saved, nothing can touch us without first coming through Jesus Christ. That's why he bore our iniquities. That's why he bore our afflictions. That's why he bore our sicknesses in his body. Because he knows what it is to bear those sicknesses. He knows what it is to bear those diseases. He knows what it is to bear those iniquities. And so for anything to get to us, it has to come through Christ because he's our hiding place, our shield. I hope in thy word. What a strength that is. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. One of the great lamentations of my own life is as a young man raised in church, I was ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I was ashamed of being in church. I was being ashamed that I had to dress differently and look differently. And I so wanted to fit in. You know why? I was godless. I didn't know God. There was a young man in our school that used to carry his Bible around, and everybody made fun of him. And I was always afraid to make fun of him. I secretly admired him, but I would have never told him that. Uh, but I was so embarrassed that somebody would think I was a Christian because we went to church. And But then I remember my, my biology teacher began to teach on evolution, and I contended with her. It caused me to flunk biology my senior year. And I began to contend with her. And so I was not ashamed of the issues, but I was ashamed of Jesus Christ. I wasn't ashamed of social. When I was a lost man, I'd be sitting in a place of ill repute, arguing with people over the issue of abortion. I loved the issues. I knew the issues. We didn't accept sodomy. We didn't accept gay marriage. We didn't accept abortion. You know, I knew all the issues. I was not ashamed to stand for issues, but I was ashamed of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people, they stand for issues, governmental issues, Republican issues, but they're ashamed of the gospel of Christ. But I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. They that believe on him shall not be ashamed. But he said to those of us that believe, by the way, Jesus Christ, he is precious. And he'll be precious to you. He's no longer just a God of issues. He'll be the God of your life. He's no longer just a God of, of Christian values or a God of, of conservative values. He's a God of your life, and you'll not be ashamed of him. And so when the evildoers come, they can depart because you're going to keep the commandments of God. I was subject to every peer pressure, every peer pressure. Why? I didn't love God. I didn't love his commandments. I didn't have a fear of God. I had enough of a fear of God. There's things I would not do, things I would not participate in. 
But as I got deeper and deeper into sin, those things fled from me. And I see these young people wearing all these gospel T-shirts, as they call them, gospel tees or gospitalities, whatever they are. You know, and it's big red gum, only it's Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's that doesn't mean you're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. That just means you have a goofy T-shirt with some kind of weird religious thing on it. But yet they tout that as a mark of them being bold for Christ. That's not boldness for Christ. Boldness for Christ is taking a stand against the evildoers of the day, the evildoing friends, stand against the wickedness. And part of that evildoing is the Bible correctors, the Bible changers, this bump and sway crowd, this dance around crowd, to stand against them when they're in fornications and adulteries and lying and deceit, and to take that stand. And a T-shirt's not going to cut it. Yet that's most people's religion. I knew a man years ago, and I made a statement about him. I think the depth of his Christianity is when the person at Lowe's said, he said, Merry Christmas. They said, Happy Holidays. He'd say, no, it's Merry Christmas. And I mean, that meant everything to him. He'd brag about that and talk about that. I told them Merry Christmas. And I think that's all he had. But yet he's ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Wouldn't take a stand for Jesus Christ. When evildoers would come, he wouldn't keep the commandments of God. Uphold me, verse 116, according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. So these two verses tied right in together. Uphold me according to thy word, that I may live, and let me not, I don't want to be ashamed of my hope. That blessed hope, Jesus Christ, the redemption of this body, the redemption of this vile flesh one day is coming. But as of now, my hope is in Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's redeemed my soul. That redemption of my flesh is on its way. The change of this vile flesh into the glorious body that God has, for it's on its way. But right now, he's changed my wretched soul. He has given me a new heart. He has given me a new mind. He has given me a new life. He has brought me from death unto life in the person of Jesus Christ. I've passed from death unto life. I'm no longer dead in trespasses. That's today, present tense. I don't want to be ashamed of that. And I hope you're not ashamed of that. There's a young lady several years ago into the ministry, and uh, one of the verses she said that converted her was that matter of he that believed in him shall not be ashamed. And she realized she was ashamed of Jesus Christ. She wore her Jesus pin on the inside of her dress and on the outside. She was ashamed of Jesus Christ, and God cut her with that. God pricked her with that. He said in verse 117, hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. I wonder how many of us God does not hold up because he knows we'll falter when it comes to respect under his statutes. I wonder how many of us that God cannot entrust with a good testimony. God cannot entrust us to say a good word because the statutes of God have so many times we failed them and failed to keep his commandments and failed to keep his testimonies. And God just can't entrust us with holy things. And I fear, my friend, there's probably far more folks than we would ever want to even imagine that that's the case. God can't use a dirty vessel. And clean water, dirty water can't come out of the same fountain. And yet God wants to use that vessel. God wants to make that person clean. He is chastening. He is scourging. He's trying to bring that person full circle where that cleanliness comes out and godliness comes out and that spout is purified, but yet they will not submit to God. They don't have respect unto his statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all of them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. And so he said those that err from the statutes of God, he's trodden them down. Why is he trodden them down? Same reason in Revelation, he'll trod them underfoot. Why is he going to trod them underfoot? Because they've turned from the word of God. Their deceit is falsehood. They live behind a shelter of lies. They 
And they live behind a wall of lies. Ezekiel 13 deals with that. They build up that wall. Other, they, they build a foundation. They build up a wall on that foundation. Others daub it with untempered mortar. It's been one of my life verses since I went in evangelism. They come along and they whitewash. And that wall gets higher and higher and higher. It's deceit. Every brick in it's deceit. Every brick in it's a lie. Every brick in it's a falsehood. And they build up this wall in the hopes that the light can still shine. But the higher the wall gets of deceit, the darker it gets in the bottom of that well. And my friends, so many people cannot see the light because they have put a wall of deceit around them. They've let others daub it with untempered mortar. They have built up that wall. They have no assurance. They have no joy. They have no peace. I sit there preaching on joy. And I look at faces of people who have absolutely no evidence of joy in their heart. It never overflows to their face. And I preach on peace. And you look at people in turmoil and angst. And it seems like peace never overflows onto their face. It seems like peace never comes across them. You preach on the full assurance of faith. The work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. And they have no assurance of faith. But somebody has daubed that wall with untempered mortar. Somebody has let them build that wall, and they've added to that wall, and they've strengthened that wall. But he said the greatest thing that can happen is when that stormy wind comes, God will undermine that foundation. God will collapse that wall, and they'll be sitting in the defeat of their life and sitting there with the stones of their wall collapsed around them. And I've said many, many times over and what you do is you look around in the ashes of defeat, like Job did, sitting in that ash heap. He's scraping his sores with a pot shirt, sitting in the ashes of the defeat of his life. But it's that place where he'd offer up those sacrifices to God. It's a place where he'd offer up those sacrifices for his children. And I cannot help but think as Job sat in that ash pile, scraping the sores with a pot shirt, his wife's tell him to curse God. And he looks into the heavens and realizes what God has done for him and where God has brought him. And he realizes he's sitting on a foundation that's made of God. And he sits there in the ashes in a foundation of God. And blessed be the name of the Lord. Bless his holy name. When those walls of man-made religion, those walls of man-made faith, those walls of man-made assurance come collapsing in, God reveals the foundation thereof. And my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Oh, that blessed foundation of Jesus Christ, that chief cornerstone. And if you've been built on him, everything can collapse, everything can fall away. But my friend, there's stability. There's hope in Jesus Christ. Bless his holy name. In verse 119 of Psalm 119, thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. And God is going to do that one day. He's going to be full. It's going to be complete. All the wicked will be off this earth. Verse 120, he said, my flesh trembleth for fear of thee. And I am afraid of thy judgments. That carnal mind, it's enmity with God. It ought to cause our flesh to fear and tremble. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. We've displeased God. It ought to cause our flesh to fear and to tremble. I'm not afraid of those that can destroy my body, but I fear him to have power both body and soul, and he can cast this soul into hell. And oh, my friend, that's he whom we fear. It's the Lord himself. It's the beginning of that knowledge. It's the beginning of that wisdom to fear God. He said in his flesh, his flesh fears and his flesh trembles. I hope your flesh trembles before a holy God. I hope your body trembles before a holy God because of the fear of God. 
And my friend, the statutes of God will bring that fear. The testimonies of God will bring that fear. Oh, without faith, it's impossible to please him. It ought to cause us to fear. Without faith, we cannot see Jesus Christ. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. That ought to cause us to fear. That ought to cause us to tremble. We need a storm. We need something to undermine us and knock the walls down and find out what foundation we're laid on. And can I say to you, my friend, that foundation, which is Jesus Christ, is a glorious foundation. It's a wonderful foundation. See, it wasn't made with hands. It's the Son of God. And God has prepared that foundation for everyone that believes on the name of the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ. Is that the foundation you have? Do you have the foundation of religion or do you have the foundation that is Jesus Christ? God's trying to reveal that in these days. Hey, be afflicted and mourn. Let your flesh tremble. Put yourself at the feet of Jesus Christ and put yourself there in fear and trembling and believe the word of God. Find out if you believe this word in your heart. It's paramount to faith. It's paramount to Jesus Christ. Your eternal destiny rests on whether or not you believe this blessed book I hold in my hands, this King James Bible. Have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church. 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption all at night. There only was Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing The glorious song of the redeemed